What's up, everybody? This is Derek. This is the Bariatric Badass Podcast. Doing uh, doing the audio from my Bluetooth headphones. Been having a lot of issues with uh, my phone. I got an iPhone 13 Pro Max, top of the line phone. Until they, of course, the iPhone 14 comes out. Um, go figure. Might be the OtterBox. Might be the seventy dollar OtterBox. You never know. What's up, everybody? It is. Let's go. 57 degrees here in Salt Lake City. It's April 3rd. Really, what is going on? I'm going to make it very crystal clear. Like crystal clear. Why the bariatric badass brand exists. There's nothing like us in the weight loss surgery community. Nothing like us in this community. We have a bigger following than most. We have a bigger platform than most. We got 14,000 followers on our page. Between our two support groups, we have almost 40,000. Sharice has 22,000 followers on her blog. We could go into Instagram. We could go into TikTok. There's about you know, almost 7,000 between the two. <laughs> For real. If I wanted to make money off your suffering, I would. I'll be pushing it too. This program, this program helps you while my programs do help you. It's not something I'm going to push on you. You know where to find them. You know to go to bariatricbadass.com. You know they're fucking inexpensive just because. That's how we are. We're not here to fucking rape you of your fucking money like the rest of those motherfuckers. I'm not going to sit and talk about my fucking sleeve life for the next 45 fucking minutes and then get to the point at the end, which let me, let me, let me, let me back up a little bit. I, I got to be professional. I got to be professional. I got a DM. I'm going to read it to y'all. I got a DM unless it was deleted by said uh, person. I'm not going to drop her name. Uh, but this is what she sent me. We're going back and forth. I beg this I beg this person to be professional, show some ethics, really. Well, that's one thing that caught me off guard. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Shit. All right. I'm not going to say who it is. I think we all know who it is. You've been following this fucking podcast. She said, just keep our names out of your mouth. You're not wanted or needed. Thank you. That came from a particular someone who has a podcast in the weight loss surgery community. Okay. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you exactly why. The bariatric badass brand exists. And I'm going to get to the topic of this podcast, which has everything to do with maximizing your fat loss between those two years. From day of surgery to two years out, which is when the surgery works. After about 18 months, and two, 18 months to two years, that's it. You're on your own. You got you to maintain, you'll have the maintenance phase. And work on it after that. The whole reason the Bariatric Badass brand exists. Because there's not a fucking brand like us. 
in the community. If I wanted to make money off you, I would and I could very easily. I've had ridiculous progress over the past two years. Ridiculous progress. 85 pounds last year. All COVID regained. So for me to come out and use my platform to bring change to this aching, struggling community, I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm going to do it however I want. Because that's what it means to be a content creator. If you're a content creator, you have to, you either follow the norm, which is set out by fucking rules of ethics and bullshit, or you can blaze your own fucking path. When you blaze your own path, you're going to hit fucking speed bumps because people are going to fucking hate it. Like the Sleeve Life podcast. I fucking tell you about that podcast. They're putting out good shit. They're putting out very valuable content. But when they fucking drop a line that, oh, okay, well, the uh, bullshit where they shared in their story about uh, advice on Facebook. And that if you like near-death experiences, go look at, go, go check out the advice on Facebook because that shit kills me. They shared that from the fucking the, uh, sleeve dietitian. I listen to your podcast, girls. You put out good content. So I'm not shitting on your content. I'm shitting on your fucking ethics. And your professionalism. So if you want me to keep my name out of your, your names out of my mouth, respond to the call out. You got called out. Instead of sending, instead of getting completely stoned out of your fucking mind, okay, Mel, and messaging me, telling me to fucking find something to do with my hands, like jerk off or something. I can't fucking believe you said that shit. Does your fucking husband know that you talk to men like that? Does he? If your husband's got an issue, have him contact me. Because I'm sure he has no fucking clue that you talk to other men like that. Like, for real. I will do whatever the fuck I want. And what I want to do right now is bring change to this community. And I want to do it in my lifetime. Which means I probably got about 40 years to get it done. A lot of shit can happen in the next 40 years. I promise you that. Web 3 is coming right up to fucking... Web 3 is coming right up to fucking alley. Anybody know about Web 3? You know? The uh, decentralized uh, metaverse. It's kind of quiet right now. Not a lot of people believe in it. A lot of people think it's bullshit. A lot of people put on them fucking goggles. You know, the, uh, the, 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 I can't remember what it's fucking called. See, I'm, I'm just lit right now. Doculous. Uncomfortable. Kind of hard because you're fucking going around, you're smacking people, you're hitting TVs because you can't see. Heavily, heavily invested in decentralized currency and we are heavily invested in decentralized platforms. Because that is the future. If you would go back 20 years ago. Go back 20 years. 
I'll go back, uh, fuck, 2007, 2006. 2006, I was married to my second wife. We discovered Facebook. You even go before that, into the late 90s, early 2000s, they had fucking America Online. Being on America Online and being in those fucking chat rooms, if, you have, if, you're, the, <clears throat> if you're that old and you remember America Online, that was just shit. I had no fucking idea that existed the way it was or what it would turn into. Crazy. It's fucking crazy. And with how everything's going right now, 20 years from now, a lot's going to happen. A lot's going to change. And one of those things that's going to change is the community that I care deeply about. Care deeply about. Even though I put your fucking names into my mouth, your names come out of my fucking mouth in a negative way, I still care about you. I care about what's going on in your life. I care about where you may be heading. And that goes with everybody in our community. That goes with the entire community as a whole. That goes with the future of our community. That goes with the future of weight loss surgery. I have a friend that just had the switch. Me trying to talk to him and console him and tell him what, it's, what it means to be bariatric and what he's going towards. This is the type of shit that needs to happen. Or you can be at the mercy of... Okay, well, go ahead. You can have this uh, box of candy bars, gummies, and chips that all have protein in them. You can try them all out. You can pay me $25 to $30 a month or $40 a month to have this fucking bariatric box come to your house filled with all these goodies. And when you try these goodies out, you'll find one that you really like. Then you can spend even more money on it. And guess what that's doing? Think about it. Just fucking think about it. You are trapping yourself in a pre-surgery mindset. Think about it. When you were pre-surgery, before you even were considering weight loss surgery, what were you doing? You were snacking. Snacking is not allowed at all. Snacking will keep you where you're fucking at or it will take you back to where you started. I'm almost 10 years post. I got one year and I'm fucking a decade post. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I think outside the box. And I see this shit fucking happening. I see it happening like a fucking goddamn monster. The fucking... Uh, the industry. The industries are... <laughs> manipulative. Very manipulative. It is what it is. It'll change. But whatever. Hold up. Oh, text coming in. WrestleMania is getting ready to start, so I gotta hurry the fuck up. Look, let's talk about maximizing your fat loss after weight loss surgery. All right. First of all, you're going to stall. You cheating during your phases after you have weight loss surgery will not affect your weight loss. Okay, your Resting metabolic rate, especially after weight loss surgery, because you're, when you're, your resting metabolic rate is how much calories you burn at rest, meaning doing nothing. I'm sitting in the car, running my fucking mouth. My resting metabolic rate 
is pretty high right now. See, I've been sitting on the fucking heavy machinery all day, and I've burned 900 calories. That's just basic burning calories. That's not my resting metabolic rate. My resting metabolic rate, because I'm an active, clean eater, is probably about 1,600 calories. So that's eight, almost 900 calories plus the 1,600 calories that I burn for my resting metabolic rate. Me having a donut ain't doing shit. What that donut actually does to you is causes you to have stress, causes you to feel guilty, causes you to feel sick, causes you to continue to, to maybe even binge, right? So that's why you shouldn't snack and that's why you shouldn't cheat after your weight loss, after your weight loss surgery is because consuming that shit will cause you to stress. It'll cause you to binge. Okay. I'm telling you, it's okay to do from a physical perspective but from a mental perspective fuck no fuck no because all it's going to do is just cause you nothing but trouble right keep that in mind keep that in mind your stalls are dependent on your hormones 100 percent. your hormones go crazy when you have dramatic weight loss all right when you're pregnant, your hormones whoop, go bananas, right? When you have, when you go on a menstrual cycle, your hormones go crazy. When you have dramatic weight loss or a traumatic event, your hormones go fucking bonkers. And there's nothing you can do about it. The number one thing that you can do to help with your hormones is to de-stress. A hundred fucking percent de-stress. The more you de-stress, the more likely you are to break that stall. Because what stress does is it increases that fucking, it increases garbage into your system and causes your hormones to stack and it causes it to last longer. So the more you de-stress, the better off you're going to be and the quicker you're going to break your stall. So how do you de-stress? Very simple. All right. What is distressing? Everybody's different, right? For me, distressing is sex. Sex, yoga, going to the gym. We just bought a we just bought a sixteen hundred dollar bike. Getting on the fucking that Nordic track bike, telling the foot telling to my life's content. Sharice is certified in yoga. Doing yoga with my with my wife. That's distressing. Listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts is distressing. That's what causes me to and focus on everything that's going on in life. But when I'm not and I'm worried about what's going on in life, stress goes up. Stress goes up. Sleep goes down. As sleep goes down, stress goes even higher. So it's, it's a, it, it, you know, it's, it's a teeter-totter thing, all right? You need to find out what the most common de-stresses are in your life and fucking latch on to them like your life depends on it, okay? If you're in this two year, zero to two-year mark, find ways to de-stress. If you can't find a way to de-stress, I know what it means to be obese. I was 405 pounds when I started this journey. 
I know what it means to get to a point to where you're like, oh, God, I just want the weight to come off. My surgery is fucking broken or I'm doing something wrong. I, I blame myself, blah, 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 blah. I know what it means. Okay. De-stress, read, write, journal. One thing that everybody, well, one of the things that a lot of people really have problems with is we tend to blame ourselves. We tend to, it's like negative self-talk. We beat the shit out of ourselves because of this. We lose ourselves in in the nature of, how would I put this? Who we really are, right? If I look at myself as a one-year post-op person, 2014, I'm completely different now. Hell, I'm completely different now than I was a year ago. A year ago. I was broken down. I was broken down to who I am now. A very broken man. Very broken, empathetic man trying to fix himself. I got shit to hide. I ain't hiding behind the fact that I don't have a mental disorder. Because I do. I do have a bad mental disorder. And I put it out here, like just in public, you know, I get fucking almost 1200 downloads per month, or excuse me, 1200 downloads per week on this podcast. I, my, I wear my life, my, my wife, my wife, my life, my sleeve, and it heals me. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to take take a second, take a step back, look at who you really are, and expose yourself. At least expose yourself to yourself so you know who you really are and not who you pretend to be. I love you guys very much. Like I said earlier in the podcast, go to BarryAdjuBadass.com. Our web store is 50% off right now. Um, <clears throat> OSLP, if you're listening, I love you guys. I really do. But if you're going to pop in my fucking DMs and talk some shit, respond to the call out or stand in my DMs, period. I love you guys very much. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other.